Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the 5th Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, welcome. Happy Monday, episode 936. Before we jump in with Coach Strickland, you're going to love this podcast. Before we jump in, he's got so many great golden nuggets. Um... That's why I wanted to put it on Monday and Tuesday to start your week off right. But before we do that, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. Um, there's nothing else like it. There's no. There's nothing else like it. Just go over and check it out. Mention Coach Unplugged. They'll give you $350 off. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. We always tell our kids to work on their craft. Well, you need to work on yours. Come join our community. 14-day free trial. Let's head off to the podcast. All right, welcome to Coach Unplugged. I was just before I was coming on live here with Coach, I was telling him I'm not sure where this is going to fall in the number sequence, but it's going to be in the early 900s, I think. So, so Dave, I'm going to have you kind of what I would love doing with pod with my podcast. I I know your history, but I'm going to have people tell kind of your basketball journey, your basketball story, kind of how you got into the game, maybe where you start if you played, if you played. And kind of where you ended up, and then we'll talk about your school a little bit. We'll jump in and ask some questions. So, Dave, I'm gonna turn it over to you. Do, why don't you do an introduction of yourself and kind of just tell your basketball journey? Sure. I'm I'm a Dave Strickland. I coach the women's basketball team at Umqua Community College in Roseburg, Oregon. Um, I was. Or, so I'm gonna interrupt 30 seconds. This might be the fastest interrupt. So, explain the name of your community college. Is it a Native American? It's, it's, it's Native American, and the school sits right on the Umqua River. So it's, you can overlook the, I mean, it's right on the river. And okay. if, if you Google that, you'll see the Umqua River is, is world famous for salmon and steelhead fishing. So Ooh. fish for salmon right behind the math building if you want to fish from the back of the campus. <laughs> I know about steelhead because there's steelhead run in Wisconsin too, uh, from like from from the lakes. But ah, interesting. All right, Coach Collins might have to take a road trip because I love fishing. All right, uh, wow. Well, we'll set you up. We've got we'll set you up with some guides, and we it's uh, and it's kind of funny because here you never hear it anywhere else, but here, I mean, it's it's you go to Umqua Bank and we eat Umqua ice cream, and you go to the Umqua insurance agent and you, the Umqua car dealer and it's uh it's it's big time it's okay. big time uh, brand recognition out here. Oh, I bet it is. I bet it is. Keep, keep going, coach. Keep going. 
So I started my, um, my dad was a big time player at, uh, at Seattle University and played um, kind of the mid to late 50s with, with Elgin Baylor. They had some really good teams back then. So for the young people, Elgin Baylor was really, really good. So look him up. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, he was back. He was Dr. J and Michael Jordan back before, yeah. before Dr. J and Michael Jordan. But, right. Um, and so my, uh, my dad, uh, his college coach, uh, took a job in, uh, in California and uh, at, a, at a high school and called my dad and said, hey, there's, there's – you know, I need a JV coach and a coach you want to come out here. So we moved from Seattle to, to Southern California. My dad coached high school, high school basketball. Um, it was a heyday back there of, of basketball. He had, he, uh, he introduced um, Lute Olson to the athletic director and stuff at La Huera High School. And that ended up to be Lute Olson's very first coaching job. Wow. Jerry Tarkanian was, was there in the, you know, in the mix. And so my dad coached high school basketball for several years. And then Golden West College was a, a two-year school in Huntington Beach, California. And it opened in, in the mid-60s. And my dad was hired to, to you know, to be the, the first men's basketball coach. So I grew up in a gym. I grew up in a gym in from as long as I can remember. It was, it was first high school practices, and then it was community college practices, Huntington um, Beach every, is pretty gorgeous, isn't it? Like you, were you? Yeah, the cool. The school was, beach yeah, the school was two miles. Yeah, the school was two miles from the school was two miles from uh, from the beach, and and even into my even into my my mid third my thirties, I would leave school and and would ride down, um, yeah, straight shot to the beach, and there was a Huntington Beach City gym. They had great pickup games there. And if you lost, you didn't feel too bad because you walked two blocks to the beach and right. waited, waited until your, your game was, was, uh, was up again. And so I just, I grew I grew up with it. And, and how long, before we jump into you more, how long did your dad stay there then? Was that? Well, yeah, he stayed there for, cause he coached the, and that's how I, I got into, he coached the men for, for a long time and he, he was just getting, he was getting a little burnout on it. And, and so he, he didn't really want to do it. And they, they wouldn't let him retire. They said, you've got to, you, you have to coach the women. Right. So, and so he coached the women for, you know, a couple of years and, um, and then that's how I got, and then that's how I got into it because, and when it came time to get into, you know, get into, you know, coaching, then, you know, he had a spot I could, I could be his assistant for, you know, for three years. And, and that's how I kind of got into, you know, into, into coaching women. And, um, and so it's, it's a great family story. I said, I played for my dad. I, I coached with him. Um, you know, we played in city leagues together. We did. I mean, it, it's a great, uh, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a great, great story. You didn't have to look very far to find a mentor. Holy cow. No, no. And, and, and he's still, and, you know, he is still the, and I've been around a lot of coaches and, and, and as a kid, you know, we had every Sunday night, there were coaches would come over to our house and they'd all sit around the kitchen table and move salt shakers and ketchup bottles. And they would all, it was like a clinic every, every Sunday night. And I got to sit there and listen to that stuff. And I've been around coaches for, a, for a long, long time. And my dad is still 
the best game coach that that I've ever that I've ever been around. There's a knack to that. There's a knack to that. Uh, yeah, to, I to think see- there's great practice coaches that aren't great game coaches. I think there's great game coaches that aren't great practice coaches, and it's like you need both. To be honest with you. Well, you do, and 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 he was and and he was really good, and you know, and we hear a lot of coaches, you know, man, I love practice, I, you know, the games I don't really care about, I don't really, you know, but I'm a practice guy. Yeah, that wasn't him. He was, you know, he was a game guy, and and would come up, he would watch something, and we would make adjustments. Back when I played, even when we coached together, he would see something that that um, that we would probably all eventually see after we watched four or five hours of tape, but he right. would watch it and, and say, Hey, let's, let's try this. And, you know, and sure enough, you know, it would, um, and we, and we had done some great, you know, done some great stuff, um, you know, on change on it. And, and, you know, one of the best, one of the best examples of that, are we, you know, when my second year up here, third year, maybe at Umqua um, and, my dad had, my dad happened to be in town and he was still in California and he happened to be in town. And anytime he was, he sat on the bench and helped me out. And we were having a, we were having a tough time scoring. And we had a girl that um, was really big, big, big. And, and probably six, three, two eighty big. And uh, she was coming off a broken foot and she couldn't run. And, but she was a great shooter and possibly our best scorer. And, we got down eight, 10 points. And, you know, my dad had said, Hey, well, why don't we put Lauren in and just leave her on offense? All right. right. Nothing else was working. So, so that's what we did. And we put her in the game. We left her down on offense. We went down from being down eight, won the game probably by 16 or 20. And, uh, and the other coach is probably talking to himself as he's leaving the gym too. No, and and wasn't and wasn't very and wasn't very happy about yeah. it. To tell you the truth, and and then actually the University of Oregon coaches were there, and he had gone up to them and said, "You can can you believe that? You know, screwing the game up." And they had said, "Hey, look, we it's about time we see somebody actually make an adjustment to, you know, right. to the game." But right. uh, but so that was my so he he the best I've ever been around, and I still talk to him. I still talk to him as much as I possibly can because. He's still teaching me. He's still, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's are you still- guys playing? I didn't even ask that. No, we're not. Yeah. We're not either. They're telling us March 15th. Is so when that's, we- whole, that's hopeful. I, 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 the stat. So I teach, I teach AP statistics and statistics all day. And that's a, that's a real, if that's your start date, that's a realistic start date. Like I think, so- I think that's a possibility. I think you got a really good shot at that, you know. Well, we hope so, but that, that's what they're, you know, that's what that's what they're telling us. So, so oh. we're, um, and so we're limited on what we can do now, um, as far as in, in as far as practice, we can't have real practices right now. But um, hopefully, that'll change as soon as they they give us the. So tell me how you ended up at how you ended up from there, California, to where you are now, because you've been at where you are now for a while. Well, I had, we were so the so the eight years the eight years as a head coach at, at Golden West and the women our our average one loss record was thirty two and three, and um, and I couldn't I couldn't get a job I was 
I was uh, loading trucks at UPS from 2.30 to 7.30 in the morning. And then I was going to school and then, and it was just, it was killing me. I had three, I had three young kids right. and, um, and I applied for, I don't know, a dozen jobs, interviewed for a dozen jobs. And I, and I was at the time when everyone, everybody told me the same thing. Look, we're, our, our, our staffs are, they're all predominantly male. We need a, we need a female on the, on the staff. And every one of those places, um, you know, hired a female coach. And, right. and so Umqua was in a tournament in Southern California. And, uh, and the guy, the athletic director was a women's basketball coach. And he had kind of, he watched us play in a game. We had won the tournament. Um, and he asked around, everybody said, yeah, he's looking for a job. Some of them, I think, were just glad to see me go. They just wanted me to get out of there. And, and so he had, uh, he asked if I was interested and, and I said, I would, I'll, I'll call him when the season was over. And, uh, and we got, we got beaten the state championship game and I went back, I called him and he said, Oh, we'd love to have you, but you're too late. We've already, we've already committed to, you know, to somebody else. And, uh, I was used to rejection at that, at that point. And, Three days later, I, I never did find out what happened. Three days later, they called back, said, hey, are you still interested? And I said, absolutely. And they said, okay, we need you to, you know, come up and interview tomorrow. And and what's the, what was the distance, what's the distance from there to where you are? Uh, it was about a thousand miles. So <laughs> that's what, that's what people, people forget how long that, that coast is. It's like, that's from, yeah. I can drive from Wisconsin to Florida in a thousand miles. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so we were in Southern California. So we we're, you know, yeah, in Orange County, we were two hours north of the, um, you know, Mexico border, and, right. and Roseburg's two hours north of the California border. So, so, but it didn't matter. It, it turned out it's a great. I would have taken it no matter where it was. I needed, I needed a full time, I needed a full time job. Um, right. Can't be. You really shouldn't be thirty five years old and never had a full time job before when you get three kids but, you, but, but, the, but the best part is you never worked a day in your life though that's the good part oh no i never I, that's what i said i've told everybody everybody you know that asks yeah ask my response is that it, it certainly it it beats working that's that's yeah, it's sure. a good gig it's a good gig. it's a it's a hard part it's and, and, and i'm telling you the jobs haven't gotten any easier to get no <laughs> no they're not and that's probably why i've been here for so long because you get to the point where you got a good thing going i don't um you know, I'm not really ego driven where I don't need to. Right. I, people have asked why I didn't, why I didn't leave when we were winning. It's like, why would I, I helped built it. Why would I, Barry Alvarez, who was a UW football coach came from Notre Dame and Wisconsin wasn't very good when he took over. And then, you know, three Rose Bowls later and whatever he goes, well, why would I leave? <laughs> I spent all this time yeah. building the thing, you know, I'm putting 80,000 people in Camp Randall on a Saturday. Why would I leave? You know? Right. And yeah. it's, you know, and it's, it, and I like the area and we've been successful and, and it's, um, yeah. And we're, it, we're, we're big time here. I mean, right. the closest, co the closest college to us is university of Oregon. They're an hour away. So everybody thinks this is Kentucky or Indiana right. or Yukon or whatever. And, and so it's, it's, um, and that's, it, and that's why I've been. And that, and what's your recruiting circle? What's your radius? Like, how far do you go? That's interesting. Well, so, um, so up until last year, 
we could we could recruit probably the the western third of the of the United States up until about a year ago this time. So now a year ago they they have opened it up worldwide. So I can um, yeah I can go talk to anybody. So okay. We, um, we have kids from seven different states and and uh, and Poland and Australia on our on our team this year. And what's the what's the um, what's the biggest major or what's the biggest uh, draw for the school? Well, the the it's a two year school, so it's all right. it's all AA general ed stuff. It is. It is. Yeah. But the biggest I hate to I mean, and this sounds this sounds extremely you know, cocky and, and that, but the biggest draw is, is me. Right. Because we've had, because we've been, we've won a lot of games. Hey everybody. Hope you're enjoying the podcast. Please subscribe, like jump up and down. Tell us how, how great we are with the uh, basketball coach unplugged, uh, wherever you listen to them, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher podcast, castify. There's all sorts of them. Anchor. Um, anyway, uh, we would love those. We read every one of those. Um, also, go over and check out ttubes.com for coaches who want to get better. I'm challenging you right now. I, I would first of all challenge you. There's not another membership site like ours where, you know, you, you you can ask my members. You call, you email. I will. I respond like that because this is my this is my thing. I lo- I love doing this. Um, also, go over and check out our other podcast, uh, High School Hoops with Jake and I. Once a week and teacher side gig. So especially for those teachers out there that are looking, you can hear other teachers that are doing similar things and uh, keeping the <laughs> keeping the lights on in their in their houses. So let's head back to the podcast. I think I would have to go back and look, but in my you know coaching career total, I you know we're we're pushing 140 girls that have that have played for me that have gotten scholarships to four year schools. Um, Nobody wants to play here. Nobody grows up saying my lifetime goal is to play community college basketball. Right. But once they decide that's the best option for them, then they want to go someplace where they're going to win games, get better and have a team. And that's, and that's us. And so. No, I love that. I mean, that's true. Well, I've noticed it too with the, with, and I've had so many kids recruited. It's crazy. It's a trickle down. Like everyone, like on the boys side, everyone thinks they're playing for Kentucky or Duke. And then, and then eventually it trickle, it's a trickle down effect. It's like, well, you're not quite there. You're not, you know, it's like, um, yeah. And it's like, but, but the thing about yours is unlike a division three school, yours is like that dream is still alive for some of them. Cause yeah, maybe you, maybe there's a reason, but there's still, there's no, there's definitely a reason. There's a reason. And we tell everybody that. You know, I mean, in in the nicest way possible, but we tell everybody the first day, look, there is something wrong with you or you wouldn't be here. Yeah. Okay. It might be, who knows? Maybe it's, maybe it's you're an undersized post player. Maybe you're not quite athletic. Maybe your high school program wasn't very good. Maybe you didn't play in the right AU program. Maybe you didn't have right the that. grades that were quite there that there's lots of variables. Right. Here. And sometimes maybe it's your work ethic isn't good or sometimes maybe I mean, there's a million. Well, yeah, well, it's a, it's a hard way. And you and I have coached long enough. It's a hard way. It's like sometimes you just want to say you're you're just not quite mature enough. Like you can't. There's a roundabout way of saying that, but it's yep. like you just need to grow up a little bit. And in two years, you're going to be a totally different human being. 
And well, sometimes it's one year. Sometimes the four year schools just want to see that that you can be in a in a college atmosphere and like you said, and be mature and take care of business and do the things that you need to do. And once they see that you're out of your comfort zone and you can survive, now that changes how people look at you sometimes. No, I, I agree. I, I think that's so true. So tell me about your coaching philosophy. Let's say I, I always use this. Let's say I came to your gym and you didn't know I was, I'm invisible. I'll do Harry Potterish. I have a cloak and I, you don't see me for a couple of days. What would I see? And what's kind of, what's your philosophy? Cause I think that always intrigues people. Yeah, we're going to, um, n- number one, I know, I know, you know, and, I know defense wins championships. People talk about that all the time. I, I, I get that. Um, our emphasis is on offense. And the reason is, is because my primary ob- objective is to get players from our school someplace else. Right. And so our goal is to score 90 points a game. So if we score 90 points a game, we've got – you know, last year we had six people average double figures. We have a lot of assists. We have a lot of highlight tapes. We have a lot of. And if you score 90, you're going to win most of those games, I'm guessing. And we're going to win. And we're going to win a lot of, and we're going to win a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of games. And, and so, so our emphasis is going to be on the offensive end, because even though the four-year coaches talk defense, they hardly ever recruit defense. Cause I tell them every year, I got a girl on my team who, you know, she shoots 20% and can't hit a shot to save her life, but she is a great lockdown defender and not that many people are interested in her. No, no. Get- Here, here's, here's one of the issues. I, I mean, you can tell me this as a college coach. I think the difference between the levels sometimes is, can you defend the ball? You know? Yeah. That's, yeah. We tell them, we tell them, look, you you are who you can defend. That's what maybe level. that's maybe that's a better way of putting it. Because I see on the boys' stretch, it's like this kid's this kid's got like he 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 can do these three things really well at the highest level, but he can't defend anybody at that level, so he can't play at that level. He's going to play at this next right. level or the next one. You are, yeah, I like that expression. You, I like that. Yeah, that's what we tell you are who you can, you know, who you can defend, and so. Um, and, and, and you don't necessarily have to be, you know, you don't necessarily have to be a, you know, a lockdown defender, but, but your offense has to be good enough to make up for whatever right deficiencies. That- <laughs> right. And you better be able to keep them, <laughs> keep them in front of you. Now, did they move the line back for you guys? I haven't had a college coach in a while. Did they move the line back? Well, they've, um, not yet. They they okay. they were going to start it with the, the men, right? And okay. They had it, and so and then all this hit. They were going to start it with the men, and then and you know the D one men have moved back, and then everybody non D one was had a year, and then the women were going to be behind that. Well, okay, now it, yeah, because I know D three got pushed back because it was a financial thing. Like we'll just pause it for a year, and then okay. Yeah, and that's what they've done, and that's what they did. Everybody non D one, and now when COVID hit financially so now it's on it's on pause for you know it's on pause for another you know for another year another year at least you never know yeah <laughs> but i don't know if that makes that much difference i mean i don't think it does from a percentage i think the percentages will initially drop a little bit the yeah. math teacher but it won't be significant i don't think um so what do you look for in a recruit well so it's um 
Yeah, it's there's, you know, there. Here's the bigger question that I have: It's like, how do you go in those gyms in the summer and and differentiate? Because you and I could walk in the gym and and find the top five girls in about thirty seconds, and maybe right. even f- top f- top twenty. But you're not getting the top twenty. No. <laughs> so how do you? That, that's what I find that so intriguing from a mathematical coaching standpoint. That how do you do that? Like. It's noise to me. And, I, and I'm there usually coaching or watching my kids, but it's like, oh my, I don't know how you guys do that. Yeah, it's a, uh, yeah, it, I don't know. I think it's a, I think it's a, uh, you know, I think it's an acquired skill. I think I'm, I'm better at it now than I was 20 years ago. Right. And, you know, and trying to, you know, and trying to determine, um, but I don't know. There's a lot of people I go into the gym and say, gosh, she would be a great player at our level. And then you do some, you do some checking and she's, she assigned it some mid major uh, right. at school. I'm saying that, yeah, I'm not, not really seeing that in, you know, necessarily, but I don't know. It's, you know, we're not at the point where we can, you know, we can't really, you know, select on, I mean, we have, to, we're trying to find the best players that we can find. So we've had some teams where we've been, you know, where we've been huge a couple right. of years ago, uh, Kelly Graves at University of Oregon came in and watched his play. And he said, man, you're, you're, you're bigger than three fourths of the PAC 12 teams. Right. <laughs> uh, we've had some years where we've had, uh, you know, our tallest girl was, you know, was five ten, and we had a whole bunch that were, you know, so we're trying to find, we're trying to find the best players that we possibly can. And we need, and we, we want to, we want players that kind of have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder and who want to bet on themselves? We want players. They're betting on themselves is a big part of it. Like I think play at that level. Like, yeah, because they want to go on. Because we want them to say, "Hey, look, I for whatever reason I got overlooked. I got you know, however they, you know, I got slept on. That's what everybody now everybody's being slept on. Well, you know, we want those players because they're going to come and work hard to prove everybody else wrong and. And so those are the types of, of players that we're looking. And then we're going to get the best players that we can. And then we're going to work on how we're going to put it all make, together. And how you're going to make it better. How, where is that? How does that window work for you then? Is it like post, this intrigues me. Is it like post signing date? And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, look at all these kids that didn't get signed. How does that work for you? Yeah. Or is it late yeah. spring? Like, Well, for year? us, this is, this is COVID's caused us to change a little bit now because yeah. everybody's in kind of a panic Right. You know, right now and not, but typically we, you know, start recruiting about in January because, okay, right up because we want the players because everybody we talk to thinks they're going big, and those are the players that we want, right? I mean, if uh, you, so you're, you're trying to figure the ones that, that someone missed or yeah, they, yeah. they trickle, yeah, 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 we're never, and, and we tell them, right, look, I, I get it, you're it's we're we're not anybody's first choice but we're a pretty good second choice or third choice right and so we're right there so all of a sudden you know by the time the first of the year comes the early signing dates passed now we can talk to somebody in january and say hey look if if these schools aren't talking to you now it's probably not you know going (laughs) what i say is they're not asking you to the dance time to move on like (laughs) yeah yeah and so you're not getting asked 
time to move on. Like they want, they were, they were fishing to maybe ask you out to prom, but now they're not asking you. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so, so it happened, it happens later and, and that's the way it needs to. Cause if somebody were to, if somebody were to commit to me, you know, in November, then, and if somebody else, if a D one school called them in January, most of those kids aren't saying, Oh no, sorry, I, I can't right. go mid-major because I'm going to Umqua. I already told Umqua Community College. Yeah, right. nobody's going to do that. Right. And and then we would be left. So your window is a little bit smaller then. Like you, like you, this is when I got to fill my roster out. Like, well, yeah, but we're recruiting some sometimes to, you know, we can recruit from Jan to the day school starts. Oh yeah, that's true. Oh, I never thought of that. I mean, we, we can go all, you know, we can go all, all spring, you know, all summer and, and, uh, and sometimes, um, and sometimes holding a spot to the very end has paid off sometimes because, um, you know, things happen. Somebody hasn't gotten into school that they thought somebody's had, you know, something has happened. Financial issues at home. I yeah, yeah, you never know. But yeah. we always, we always laugh because, because all spring, you know, I get, I get more commitments the day after high school graduations probably than anybody because because all spring everybody everybody tells their friends they can go to senior breakfast they can tell everybody at, at the high school yeah i'm not really sure what i'm going to do i'm going to i'm thinking of wisconsin or notre dame or or you know right. university of oregon or umqua community college or stan you know and so they throw our name out there but nobody because they want to but then as soon as graduation comes and they realize, okay, well, yeah, those other, those other people are out of the picture. Then, then um, it comes, then, then the commitments, then the commitments start, you know, start to come. So I love that. If you, Hey, so, okay. So I love, this is great. So if you could talk to one coach, not your dad, one coach for an hour, who would you talk to? Yeah, I think I would. Um, yeah. I think it would be uh um, living or dead, I'll, I'll even add that to that because I usually give people living or living or dead. Yeah, I don't know. I think I would. I think I would like to sit down and talk to to. Um, it would probably be Gino Ariema at Connecticut. Um, I just think that that um, he's intriguing to me. He's very intriguing to me. Yeah, and he started. You know, he's. You know he he started that program basically from scratch. You know, it's the same thing we talked about, you know, he could have, he could go anywhere he wanted. He could coach any place where he wants. He could have gone, gone high men's. Yeah. If he'd have wanted to, there's like four or five women's coaches that I swear could have jumped if they'd have wanted to. I think some women could have jumped to the men's game. They're yeah. that good, but yeah. Yeah. You know, so he's still in stores, Connecticut. It's not big time. He's still, you know, where he could have left. Um, you know, and I think that, um, you know, I think with him, like with a lot of people, it's, it's sustained success. You know, it's like, it's like you, it's like, it's like all the, ch the championships that you've won and the players, you know, it's not, anybody can get lucky once, you know, right. Anybody can have, I'm a telling you, I'm telling you, I, I, I tell people, so we won we won 14, like the largest division in the state. We won 14, I think it was 14, 13, 14. I don't even remember anymore. Conference championships in a row. And I, and people, and because I tell people that's my, 
because that was sustained success. The state championships, literally my best team didn't win it. My best team didn't yeah. win it. I was, I was too young. I, anyway, there's lots of reasons. What my, my, the kid, the guy, Wesley who plays for the Lakers now broke his hand. Hey everybody. If you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe, like, leave a review, jump up and down, run around your house, whatever you need to do. Also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network.